0: This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue on in James with a dead faith, faith in works, taming the tongue, a restless evil, and wisdom from above. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
1: O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will grace. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. from Matthew chapter 9. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. and sinners but when he heard it he said those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick go and learn what this means I desire mercy and not sacrifice for I came not to call the righteous but sinners this is the word of the Lord Thanks. Thanks be to God.
0: grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. Actions speak louder than words. And do they ever. In the week before the Super Bowl, there are a ton of words out there. Everybody has an opinion about the game. Commentators are sizing up all the strengths and the weaknesses and then making predictions. Coaches, players, they get into this game of words too, and they might do it politely, they might do it arrogantly, but they're sure they're gonna win. And then comes the game. And that decides the matter, doesn't it? And after the game, nobody cares about what anybody said before, nobody even remembers. Actions speak louder than words. Now, in case you haven't noticed, 2024 is a presidential election year. And even though the election is months away, well, the words are spilling out all over the place, in print, on the airwaves, social media, you name it, the words are there. And once again, everybody has an opinion and the politicians themselves, the candidates, well, they're not short of words either. Elect me, they say, they promise, they pledge, and all will be roses. But Look out, elect the other guy, and the republic will fall. Okay, months will pass, an election will be held, somebody will win, well, the words won't stop, they never do in politics. But, in point of fact, we will now have actions. And we can see what the winner actually does. And once again, actions speak louder than words. Or do they? Is that still true when it comes to religion? Our faith, our Christian faith. Is it still true that actions speak louder than words? Well, in a sense, that does seem to be the premise of the question that Jesus asked of the scribes after they had charged him with blasphemy for daring to forgive sins. Jesus asked, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven? or to say, get up and walk. Well, if we're talking about the saying, and not the doing, just the saying, it seems to me that it actually is easier to say, your sins are forgiven. I mean, any bloke can come along and on his own authority say, your sins are forgiven. But how do I know whether he's telling the truth or not? I don't see anything, there's no action. Maybe I'll find out at the end of time, but right now, who knows? On the other hand, if I tell a paralyzed man to get up and walk, well, then we'll see. And that's, of course, precisely what Jesus does. He puts himself to the test, says to a paralyzed man, Get up, take your bed, and go home. And what happened? A once paralyzed man got up, walked home, carrying his bed. Now, that was an action that perhaps spoke louder than words, but not in Jesus' case, because with Jesus, the words are the actions. The words are the actions. We don't have to wait with Jesus. When he speaks, things happen. Now there's an obvious conclusion to this, which we really need to draw, and that is that Jesus is God. The scribes had it right about forgiveness. Anybody who claims to be able to forgive sins, any man who says on his own authority, oh, yeah, your sins are forgiven, well, that's blasphemy, but not for this man, not for Jesus, because he's not just a man, he's God, too. And so, when he says, your sins are forgiven, they are forgiven. Now, this is really important for us to know, not just that Jesus is God, but how he is God. And what I mean by that is we need to know how God is toward sin and sinners. Well, Jesus shows us, God forgives. Now, there are a lot of religions in the world, everybody has a God, but only in our religion, only in the Christian religion does a just and Holy God, a righteous God, simply forgive sins. He does so then and he still does today, right here as in this text, with a word. His word. He says, your sins are forgiven and your sins are forgiven. Whether you hear it from your pastor in church, or whether you read it at home in portals of prayer, God's word works. So we don't have to wait for something else to happen right away or in the future. We don't need something to validate this word because it's God's word. It's true right now, but, in fact, there is something that validates this word, but it happened before the word, and, of course, I'm talking about the work of Jesus. The word of forgiveness that we hear today is not based on something that we do or that we're going to do, but rather on something that God has done in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now think about it just for a moment. You hear from your pastor all the time, your sins are forgiven, but you don't see anything. Maybe you feel better. I mean, I certainly hope that you do, but nonetheless, you know you're a sinner still You are a sinner before the word, and you're a sinner after the word. And so you might say to yourself, well, I don't know, I can't be sure. But in fact, you can be sure. You must be sure, because that forgiveness is not just hot air emanating from the front of the church, it's grounded on the work of the Savior, God, who became man for you who did all of the good things that you were supposed to do and don't, he did them. And then he paid the punishment for sin that you deserve, all of it. And then to show that it all had worked, he arose from the dead. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we hear the completed work of Jesus, and that means that forgiveness of sins is absolutely and forever true for you and for all people for all time. He was delivered for our offenses, says the Apostle, and raised again for our justification, declared us righteous." So, already on Easter, Jesus appears to his disciples and tells them that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. The gospel is like, it's like a meteor, this huge meteor that plunges into the waters of human history and sets off a tidal wave stretching from the beginning of time to the end of time. The Christ event is then the word that reaches our ears. So what Christ did is is the word of truth that forgives our sins. Just think about it again. His once for all sacrifice, once for all, at a particular time and place transcends all time and every place and becomes yours, mine, right now through His word of forgiveness. Now, I thought of trying to describe Matthew, and you know, we hear about his call into the apostleship right at the end of this text, Matthew and the apostles and pastors today as kind of surf riders on that tidal wave of the gospel. But I couldn't quite make it work. So, let's just realize that Matthew needed that word of forgiveness just as much as anybody to whom he was later going to preach it. And in fact, so do we. As with the paralyzed man in our text, as with Matthew, a tax collector, a gross sinner, so too we. We're all helpless, absolutely helpless sinners in the face of a holy and righteous God. And yet, we have a word of forgiveness. And we don't have to wait for an action to make or validate that word, because it's God's word. It is an action word. It's the word of Jesus. It's the word of the Savior. It's the word of your Savior, my Savior. And what that means, what that means is that in his name, I can say to you exactly what he said to that paralyzed man. Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. And now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: In our prayers we remember President Rast as he undergoes knee surgery. We also remember A. B. Conrad, step-grandfather of seminarian James Martin, who has entered hospice care and is near death. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord. Let my come to you. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you. For you can me. Hide your face from my sins and walk out of all my enemies, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take the
2: Holy Spirit from me.
1: Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And
2: uphold me with the Holy Spirit.
1: Because your steadfast love is better than life. FOR YOU HAVE BEEN MY HELP. AND IN THE SHADOW
2: OF YOUR WINGS I HAVE SING FOR JOY.
1: TEACH ME YOUR WAY, O LORD, THAT I MAY WALK IN YOUR TRUTH. Unite MY HEART TO your I GIVE THANKS TO YOU, O LORD MY GOD, WITH MY WHOLE HEART. Thy THAT I WILL GLORIFY FOREVER. MAY ALL WHO SEEK YOU REJOICE AND BE GLAD IN YOU.
2: MAY THOSE WHO LOVE YOUR
1: Save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. Let us pray. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that follow our Savior. We may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, hear our prayers on behalf of President Rast as he undergoes surgery. Bless him with faith in your loving kindness and protection. Endow the surgeon and the medical team with the ability and skills so that, according to your will, This surgery may bring your servant to a full restoration of health and strength. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Eternal Father, you alone make the decisions concerning life and death. We ask you to show mercy to your servant, A.B. Conrad, whose death seems imminent. Keep him in his baptismal grace and in your abiding care. Give him a repentant heart, firm faith, and a lively hope. Let not the fear of death cause him to waver in confidence and trust. At your chosen time, grant him a peaceful departure and a joyous entrance into everlasting life with the glorious company of all your saints. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. I thank you, my, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.